0: making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives i'm your host vincent ferrari and joining me not as always but who's been here more than once uh, a couple of times he was even guest number one on this very podcast the one and only dave Swidock. what's going on buddy
1: hey not much get you me are. out of uh, you're getting me out of the landscaping work which is good it's like 90 degrees out and i wasn't having fun with that so
0: happy oh, it, to be it here finally it finally isn't 90 in new york today and it was so <laughs> nice it was so nice and now tomorrow and the next five days it's gonna pour so we got we got our tinkle of sunlight and yeah. now it's over
1: we could use that here it's been super dry we're in like major drought conditions right now but there it is what it is Minnesota. oh yeah <laughs> uh,
0: all, all even, of our honestly, yeah I know that's a dumb question, but I always expect Minnesota to have, like, tons and tons of snow until, like, the middle of August, and then it just melts <laughs> off, and
1: then it snows again. I well, that's how it it, works. it melts at the end of April and then comes back in September sometimes. But, no, it, this year is, I mean, we see these years every now and then, but it's just extremely dry. And so I all of our you. rivers and stuff, like, they're next to nothing, just a trickle going through them. So it is what oh, it boy. is.
0: Oh boy. Snow's oh coming oh boy, oh boy.
1: anyways, so we're good.
0: Yeah, hey. Snow's coming. You got you got like a month of <laughs> non snow weather coming. It's <laughs> Right. I don't understand how you people live out there. Mm. So today's episode is very, very special. Yeah. Very special. Because we have an actual living internet legend on the show tonight. And no, I don't mean you, Dave,
1: so I'm sorry. I know, sorry. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so There are people, I I, I think, let's approach it this way. There are people whose work you are probably super familiar with and yet who you may not even know their name, but you know their work. Like, I promise you, you know their work. Um, And it's evidenced by a quick little story I told our guest before we started. But before we go too far into the weeds on how you may know him, let's introduce him. We have the one, the only Kevin MacLeod. What's going on, buddy?
2: Um, what is, what is going on? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I am so Just
2: setting my levels here. Sorry about that.
0: No worries. No worries. So, okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, for those of you that don't know, um, Kevin McLeod is responsible for quite a few of the songs you've heard in quite a few of the videos that you probably have watched on YouTube over the last few years in fact i found you when i was doing youtube videos it feels like an eternity ago Um, (laughs) yeah because one of the one of the first things and you know you obviously understand this but one of the first things you want to do is find music you can use for free right yep Uh, But you really quickly run into oh wait it's got to be free and legal oh crap (laughs) what do i do and then you find kevin mcleod's unbelievable archive of millions of styles and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of songs. And that's how I discovered you. And it's like, I'm like, Oh, okay, this is kind of cool. I hope this doesn't go away. And now all these years later, it's like, everyone's discovering your stuff. It's like, wow, you have stood the test of time, my friend.
2: Yeah, it it certainly looks like it. And, um, wow, I'm, I'm really happy about it. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Were you, did you, I mean, probably to a degree but did you expect you know putting out royalty-free music to be such a popular thing like or were you just kind of saying no get my name out there at the very least like what was the motivation to put so much out there and basically just i know you're not really giving it away because there is kind of a you know the license that you want people to put on the music but in a way you are kind of giving it away so (laughs) was, was, was there like a a motivation behind that or was it just what the hell let's see what happens Well, I mean, art, the reason art exists
2: is to impact other people. And in order to do that, other people got to hear it. And in order to do that, (laughs) you got to make it as easy as possible. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So it's, um, was I expecting to become like the most heard composer in the history of humanity? (laughs) Probably not. That That wasn't on my list.
0: And yet here you are. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I knew that you had crossed over a little bit. Um, I was watching I was sitting on the couch one night I was watching Forged in Fire because it's one of my favorite shows. And I hear a song that I actually used as a podcast theme about eight years ago. It was called the song you did called Nowhere Land. Okay. And I heard it on the in the background of Forged in Fire. I'm like, I don't believe it. They're (laughs) using Kevin MacLeod's music, and it's like gotten to the point now where I've been using your music for so long, where I start noticing your music in like a lot of things. It's like, wow, he is literally everywhere. Did you expect like mainstream like television and and media to pick your stuff up, or was it you were just like <laughs> making stuff for creators? Like,
1: it was. I know most, this is. It was
2: mostly for creators, right? It was mostly for creators. Like, there's there's a bunch of places where you can go that they'll try to like sell your music to television shows and things of that sort. And I was never really interested in that side of it. You know, I certainly didn't want to write. You know, pop music. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, like good, probably. I. Uh, <laughs> that's, a,
2: that's a different realm of stuff. Um, no, it. I, yeah, it's it's been it's been very bizarre. I was hoping when I started this that other people would realize how powerful. It is when you allow your stuff to be used wherever, however, and mm-hmm. you know, in my wildest dreams I would hope that we would just get rid of this whole claiming and content stuff and just have like a culture that can be built on on free stuff. And well,
0: at least, yeah, at least some of it, right? A yeah. few
2: people have come along and mm-hmm, yeah. have followed me uh, on, on this crazy trip, but, uh, yeah, not most of the, uh, most of the recording industry doesn't do it this way (laughs) still. So
0: they're actually the literal opposite. Like I've seen people get copyright strikes on YouTube for like, they're walking through a grocery store and there's background music playing on the store, on the store stereo. And it's like, yep, that's a copyright problem. It's like, like, wow. Okay. But Hmm. yeah, it, it is kind of sad actually that that's happened because I do think that that's an opportunity to, I mean, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's just like, they don't want to spread it that way. They want to make the money from spreading it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Your stuff. One of the things that's most striking about your collection and what you offer is that you are really good at spreading your style around. Like you don't have like a specific genre of music that you dabble in. Like you, Literally have everything. You
2: have, yeah, I, I get bored really easily.
1: So. <laughs> but,
0: but it's it's amazing that you have the ability to compose so many different styles, and that's not a minor talent. I don't do them well, do I? <laughs> Is that what you're accusing me of? <laughs> I wouldn't want to accuse you of having talent, Kevin. Jeez. <laughs> but it's it's funny because that you know you you can get I can, you could do a complete silent film with some of the stuff that you've done. And yep. you can score a film with some of the stuff you've done and then you can do like, you know, just some of the fun comic-y kind of stuff. That you, there's a wide range of stuff that you've done and it, it's amazing to see someone willing to experiment in so many different styles. Usually people kind of lock themselves into a genre and kind of stay there and you did do that.
1: Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sh- what what do you find is, is one of your favorites to explore, though, when it comes to the different genres? Is there one that you tend to, uh, like, say, if you're stuck for an idea or just kind of noodling around a little bit, coming up with new ideas, what do you find yourself naturally gravitating towards?
2: Yeah, if I'm... Well, okay, we can just look at, like, my open music projects, and I've got, like, 40 pieces of... Synth-based '80s pop stuff that <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of sound the same. They're and it's fun to do, but I, no, I just get I get stuck in holes for a while. So right now I'm doing medieval music for a uh, for like a RPG tavern video game. Oh wow! And yeah. uh, getting getting really into loot these days <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're the new gordon sumner <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> that's crazy you do you get do you do you get a lot of requests for stuff where you go i i, cu- I could i mean you know or do you do turns do you t- when you take like professional requests for scoring something or doing music or something do you have like guidelines for what you'll accept and what you won't, or do you just go hey i'll wing it and see what we can come up with sure
2: yeah, uh, um, Yeah, they fall into two categories. Number one, it's going to be very easy for me to do,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then I'll just do it. And then the other one has got to be something that I'm really excited about, and then I'll do that one. So, I don't know, somebody was doing a video game last week that needed some sort of meditation it was like a sudoku relaxation kind of thing huh. it's like hey do you got anything for that i'm like hang on you know 17 <laughs> minutes later here's your piece
0: oh, right. like, thanks <laughs> what's the strangest thing that you've either heard or heard your stuff on or that you've been commissioned to be a part of strangest str- <laughs> str- strangest credit
2: <laughs> um, um Probably has to go to what was it the um, Philadelphia Transit Authority where they have like <laughs> screens up that are showing oh boy like information oh wow, and then they had they had me credited on one of the screens, but there was actually there were no speakers <laughs> anywhere, and nothing was playing when <laughs> I got credited. <laughs>
1: This That's, awesome. That's, the That's a weird one.
0: You could have done one of those like white noise things that everybody does to fall asleep to, and it would have been like perfect, you're credited. There we go. We're there we go. 30 seconds. <laughs> what is your so we we kind of we're we're most people like I said, most people that are listening to this podcast are familiar with your work. In fact, for the first let want to say first 50 episodes of this podcast, our theme song was actually one of your songs. Okay. And I'm just wondering, like, what's your background and how did you get started in music and, you know, what kind of formal training you had, that kind of stuff, just the origin story of Kevin
2: Um. Okay, so I guess, oh, I guess this kind of starts in college. Uh, I went to school for music education Mm -hmm. and it turns out that's like a five-year program and I don't like children. (laughs) So... (laughs) After about three and a half years of that, I, uh, I left school and got a job at an internet startup doing uh, computer programming. Oh, wow. That was during the tech bubble of the God knows when. Sure. And, yeah, had my own website. It's been, been running since, I think, 1997.
0: I feel like I've known about it at least that long. <laughs> it has the best name ever. For those of you that don't know, his website is com, which is crazy funny to me. But the,
2: the fusion of incompetence and technology. And you can get
0: away. Like, you don't
2: have to have the greatest, uh, you know, layouts. And mm-hmm. <laughs> if you just say, all right, I'm straight up incompetent. But you can get some music here or graph paper or whatever you need.
0: That, right. That's what I love about your site. Like, it, not only have I known about it forever, but it's the same site basically. <laughs> you know, you've I made need, some slight changes I to like to the really. search, and but yeah, it's,
2: uh, it's due for another revision. But yeah,
0: but does it need? I mean, that's the crazy thing, right? Like, for someone like you, who's whose main thing is the music, not so much the site. That it's like, does it matter so much? Probably not. You can that's, probably that's why I haven't
2: work. done it because yeah, my god, exactly. is that a pain?
0: It, it's the worst. It's the worst. Like everybody that starts doing anything online. Like, oh, I need a website. Oh, I don't know how to make a website. Screw it. I don't need a website. <laughs> Three stages, right? Yeah. So no, I, I'm, I'm amazed. So you, you get out of the, um, you build the website and then you just start saying, Oh, you know what? Time to start getting my stuff out there. Let's put it out there. Royalty free. Is that, that's basically it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a few reasons. There's a, there's a couple of stories. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working on a a film really early on and I was getting my cues rejected left and right, but there were still good music.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm like, well, somebody can use these. I'll just put them up online and then anyone who wants it can grab it. And so it was really just a way of making my failures not hurt so bad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's that's unreal like just i'm it's blowing my mind like these are like it started because you had basically scrap material what we would call woodworking scrap material and you wanted to put it out there for people to have that's crazy and it's i mean i don't even i can't even imagine what your numbers must look like but do you ever look at it and go, "Wow, this is, this is insane! Like, this is, I can't believe this."
2: Yeah, the, um, uh, I should I should look it up because right now TikTok is crazy. <laughs> I think there's there's one tune that I have that's on 14 million videos with something like 40 billion listens.
0: Mm. Jesus, I can't even comprehend these numbers. Like this is like yeah. it's like everyone on the planet
2: if it was distributed evenly uh we'll have heard that piece multiple times and it's not distributed evenly because i've i've heard it way more times than i want to imagine
0: (laughs) is there any are there any that you did that became really popular when you're like oh no not that one just not that one (laughs) yeah well like, I mean, yeah. you, have never large, you have such a large library. There's got to be a couple out there that you go, oh, I hate that song. But <laughs> at least someone else likes it. Yeah,
2: well, I liked it at the time that I posted it. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. always say that. That's right, man. Yeah, you never know which one's going to hit. And it's. Yeah, it's weird that you can spend like 40 hours and you're really into a piece and it gets like. 20,000 views and dies and are like um, oh oh well okay you
0: know, I guess you learn I guess you have to learn when you're when you're as prolific as you are I guess it just has to be a case of you know what they're not all going to be hits and there's going to be another one right after it so let's just move on with it and hope for the best, yeah.
1: best. well that's what I was you, kind of curious about in terms of in terms of your output I know you've been doing this a while how how frequently are you releasing new material
2: uh, right now, I think I only put out, like, one album this entire year, and it was all waltzes. Okay. Um, there's going to be, it's going to be a whole lot of tavern drinking music coming out in the right. next month or two. Uh, I probably got another 45, 50 pieces that are ready that I just haven't gotten around to, uh, creating videos for and stuff like that. hmm Um... I mean, ideally, I'd like to put out one piece a week, two, okay. if I can. And uh, it's 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 been a slow year for that. But I don't know. It's just been so weird in life in general. So. <laughs> right.
0: It does feel like we're living through a sci-fi movie in a lot of ways. Yeah.
1: yeah. What's How your – uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask, what's your workflow look like in terms of – when it comes to putting this music together, are you using mostly like MIDI controllers and things like that? Or are you, are you sitting down with the instruments laying down tracks or what does it look like for you?
2: Um, I've been using MIDI pretty hardcore for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, this most recent project it's, I like bring out the, bring out the drums and the tambourines. Um, (laughs) I've been playing this one in a little more than I normally do. Sure. Uh, yeah, but no, uh, yeah, I use uh, Logic, and it's amazing capabilities. And, <laughs> and as it's gotten more capable,
1: I've been able to do more things. And... Right. Now, I I was just very curious about that because I've been uh, I I won't call myself a multifaceted musician because I, I dabble in a little guitar and, and some of those things, but I've been drumming since I was about seven years old and so Mm -hmm. definitely definitely a a lot of music in my background and still today and so i was curious how you were going about it you know because that's two totally different workflows when it comes to setting up instruments versus that and and i I was sitting here going a new piece every week and setting up all the. oh my god this is crazy (laughs) i was trying to think of of yeah the amount of work that went into even that i mean not that it's tons easier or anything you know going the media avenue that's still its own workflow but i'm just picturing the space and everything to set all this stuff up so that's 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 why i asked i was very curious about that
2: yeah no most of it was made in a you know small apartments in new york so <laughs> oh
0: you're you're a new york boy i did not know that
2: uh, i i was there for uh 10 years oh. uh, Started out living illegally in under the sidewalk at a place in Bed Stuy. That was fun. Um, then upgraded to Bushwick and finally moved over to uh, Chelsea. Oh wow! So, yeah, that,
0: that's a big upgrade. It is a big upgrade. <laughs> a big upgrade. That's a big upgrade. That's a that's a definitely a vertical move, not a lateral move. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I I I feel it's so weird because like there's just so many things like just swirling around in my head like I feel like we know you but we know very little actually about you it's just it's weird to know someone's work as well as we do and yet know the person as little as we do you know well it's,
2: that's why I'm here thank you for inviting me on
0: <laughs> what you, if you could tell people like if you could s- tell people the thing you wish they knew about you what would it be like what do you wish people knew about you as opposed to what they know about your work i, I don't think
2: oh my gosh what <laughs> no
0: pressure i don't it's want to to any more
2: <laughs> in a person's brain than they want to give to me if you want to find out about me you can i don't know call me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's weird by the way you you are very easy to reach which is I was unprepared for that because, like, you know, a lot of times I'll sit there and I'll put have like a list of people I want to contact and book for the podcast. And I think you responded in about 15 minutes from what I emailed. You're not like, OK, wow. great that's that's like unreal like it's unheard of i of all the people because i know you are even in i read your faq very closely before i contacted <laughs> i wanted to play by the rules and thank you i thought it was actually i thought it was actually brilliant because i'm the same way one of the things in his faq guys he says something like don't send me long emails because i'll probably stop reading them about halfway through and I'm Like, okay cool so here's my very <laughs> short version of what i would like would you like to be on the podcast Cool. Here's what it's about. Hope to hear from you. And then 15 minutes later, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> All right.
2: nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And it's- you know, despite me putting that on there, I still get emails that are pages and pages long that start with, I know you said you don't like long emails, <laughs> but I have so much. To-. It's like, Nope.
0: Clearly you don't
2: <laughs> and we're done <laughs>
0: nice. do you ever have you ever broken your your own rule about that and actually sat there and read one of these really long emails and gone? All right, that was actually worth it maybe i need to rethink they've this. never been
2: it? they've never been worth it
0: They've, never been worth,
2: they've it. never been worth it
0: i'm starting to worry like we have like a, almost an, we have like an hour and a half of your time tonight and i'm starting to worry like oh no what is he going to think of us when he's done with this like it's going to be oh no that was a complete waste of my time i didn't want to do that <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> um what what's your what are you currently working on i mean you don't have to be. Sp- too specific with it but you know are you working on any really incredible projects that you're super excited about or is it just you know just in composing stuff or what's what's going on now that's got your attention
2: well right now i sort of started a game development
0: company
1: mm. oh wow
0: <laughs> Okay. (laughs) That's usually what people do. They sort of half start one with, you know, with a, a a loose plan. So, okay. Okay. Right. 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 So I had a loose
2: plan. I got, I had a, a guy that I'd known for years in uh, Australia who was just, he was a medical modeler, 3d modeler for like, um, uh, teeth and denture stuff. And he wanted to get into game design. And I'm like, well, hey, why don't I just hire you for a year and we'll see how it goes.
0: Oh, wow. And
2: he's like, I don't know how to program. I'm like, well, you will in a year.
0: (laughs) There you go. You got nothing else to do. Let's do this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, excuses deal. are the nails that build the house of failure, Preston. Let's get this going.
0: <laughs> so, do you have? Do you have a? So you have a company. Do you have any games in production yet, or is it all just um, the, the bones and the skeleton? You're starting to build the background. To yeah, start we're, a project?
2: we're about we're about three months in, and right now is working on the first real game. Okay. Um which is i don't know if you're familiar with lord of the rings at all
0: i know of them i oh, know okay. of the movies and the books but i've not seen or watched any of you've, them but yes oh well fair i'm, yeah. the, I'm the guy yes i'm the one yeah i am not that
1: one i'm very familiar <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Dave's bag, 100%. Yeah, I'm a huge geek. So
2: at one point, the hobbits go into this uh, tavern called the Prancing Pony, and it's just, you know, people talking about everything everywhere and beer going around. And so in this game, you serve food and drinks to people in that style of tavern. And you can wander around and listen to all the conversations that are happening at the tables or listening to the, you can listen to the bards as they're uh, playing music up on stage. Nice. So, so I've been recording like fifty conversations that you can possibly listen to, and uh,
0: and a it whole
2: bunch of music. It so. didn't
0: even, you know, it didn't even cross my head because I'm thinking like, oh, you have to do a lot of scoring for something like that. But yeah, you have to do all the you have to do all the VO work too. I didn't even yeah. that didn't even cross my mind. Is yeah, it's, like been, an- it's been great fun. Is that something new for you, or have you done have you done that kind of stuff before? Or I know you've done the mu- obviously you've done the music. Yep. I'm not asking that dumb of a question. My other dumb question is: Have you done VO work before? Or is
2: I, yeah, crazy? I have. I've done it for like several RPGs in the past. I uh, I used to uh, be a part of an improv comedy oh. uh, troupe, and, like one and you
0: would know or no names. Mm,
2: uh, I think it's co- what. Uh, co- Back in the day, they were called comedy sports, but I don't even know if they, those people exist anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um,
2: but I have the, I, I have this amazing talent around me who's able to you know I've got people who can read lines really well, and I've got people who can improvise really well. And yeah, so I, I'll do the audio production. For, yeah, for a few, I've I've done a few games before.
0: Wow. Do you have um? Do you have writers working with you? Are you doing your own writing, or
2: I do not write. Okay. I do not write words.
0: <laughs> that's that's interesting because none of your music has lyrics either, which is yeah. Now it now it starts to make sense. So is that is there any particular reason, or are you just writing just doesn't do it for you? I
2: I get confused really easily when I hear music with words in it. I can either listen to the music or I can listen to the words, but I can't hear them both at the same time. Um, You know, I've got friends of mine who are vocalists and they have forbidden me uh, to write for voice (laughs) because I'm terrible at it. (laughs) Like I don't understand how it's supposed to work. It's uh, awful.
0: That's funny because usually people, usually people that do a lot of music in one way or another, usually they can kind of get a, to get there get the hang of that or at least intuitively know it and yeah wow so you are an instrumental guy do or die
2: (laughs) yeah well i mean except for this uh this this new video game which has got a uh, a fair amount of songs about you know the plague and (laughs) there's a there's a great one called don't bugger the cabin boy oh boy
0: (laughs) jesus which is (laughs) that sounds like a winner right there oh yeah
2: yeah i mean (laughs) <laughs> it's uh I mean it's a light, happy tune, but it you know, it is about child rape m- uh genital mutilation and but Oof. it's really funny, so <laughs> it's okay.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, that's the first time that's ever been mentioned on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you
1: have to cut that out. I'm, I'm it is. Oh, well it so is. I, I'm starting to understand why your friends are forbidding you from writing lyrics though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's like what do you do you go to wikipedia wikipedia you pick a random letter and you just start and go oh look at that mutilation perfect <laughs> <laughs> there's today's topic <laughs> there's been some so i looked up comedy sports um, um on wikipedia because mm. it's the fountain of all knowledge in the modern world and it's all right five. Comedy Sports, with a Z, is an improvisational comedy organization started in 1984 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, by a group of local comedians, including Dick Chudno, Bob Orvis, Brian Green, and others. Okay. It's still going on. Okay. Um, and uh, there's some names in this list, like some name names. Uh, Wayne Wayne Brady's on here. Let's mm. see who do uh, do Wayne Brady. I saw a whole bunch of them, but they were a little older. Uh, Eliza Schlesinger. Um, yeah. There's some, some recognizable names on this list. That's, that's Mm. impressive. Dan Harmon, Dan Dan Harmon. Wow. I did not know. Yeah, this is, you, you're in quite rarefied air. Jason Sudeikis, um, Jessica Williams from the daily show. Um, Yeah, dude, this is quite a list. So that was a, I didn't even know about these guys and now all of a sudden every all these names I know are there. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, and comedy seems like something you'd be good at based on so what we've discussed so far, like your personality and how you interact. I think that's yeah. something you would be good at.
2: I, I mostly did the music, to be fair. Mm-hmm. So, you, so this this may also explain why I do so many different genres. Well, because somebody in the audience yells out polka or <laughs> country and I'm well, like
1: well here we go that that kind of I mean, makes me think of of another uh, legendary musician who i mean he he does a lot of lyrical stuff too but probably the person i've seen in my life that can switch genres at the drop of a hat the most and that's the legendary weird al i mean oh yeah you, you and weird al can can just switch up genres so flawlessly that it's it's something that it that to me as a musician is mind-blowing i played a lot of styles of music over my my life but to be able to go so quickly and effortlessly and you know like you say from polka to country to you know ambient cinematic chill music or whatever it is <laughs> that's yeah. you know it's pretty wild so maybe you are just like the the instrumental weird l right cool. right we both play accordion yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. we both let
0: it. Yeah. It's, what instruments what instruments do you actually play?
2: I none of them actually very well. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can play things at half speed and uh-huh. and then drop the like, tempo
0: up and and that's probably yeah. why you like Logic. Makes sense. Yeah. There's,
2: there's cool. only like I don't know, really four instruments out there. you got <laughs> keyboarded instruments and wind instruments and percussion and strings probably yeah
0: we uh we don't talk too much about percussion because that's dave's that's dave's specialty <laughs> <laughs> my dave's poor parents guy. <laughs> yeah, my, my poor
1: parents suffered for years
0: <laughs> you know it's it's cool though like did your so as far as musically did your did your parents like did your parents push you into lessons and you took to it? Or was it something you just said, I want to learn that. And you just started learning. Like, how did you, as far as music, your relationship to music, was it something your parents instilled upon you or is it? Absolutely,
2: absolutely not. Um,
0: Really? (laughs) That's rare. I got to be honest. Very little to do with it. Wow. So when did you Um, really start? When did you really start picking it up? And what made you decide you wanted to learn how to play?
2: Um... I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I it, That's a long time ago, man. <laughs> uh, it's like, I remember, um, I mean, I just play, uh, we had a piano in the house. That's because everybody had a piano in the house because it was the 70s or 80s or whatever it was. <laughs> and, you know, no internet. And I remember when I was, like, 14, I found somebody who was giving piano lessons, and so I had to ride my bike, like, several miles to uh, <laughs> to, go, to go get lessons from them.
0: The classic image of a kid riding his bike to his piano lesson after school. Yeah. <laughs> did so, you like, Did you actually like the piano lessons? Because most kids I know that took piano lessons hated them, and then when they got older, they really wished they'd paid better attention.
2: I – no, it, it was it – was, almost useless for me at the time (laughs) (laughs) because I mean, they're just concentrating on like, how, how are you going to be able to, you know, turn this sheet music into a performance Mm -hmm. rather than how can you better make a performance? Mm. Right. Um, It was
0: more about playing stuff that other people had already done rather than right. Which is like,
2: well, if I wanted that, I could just buy a recording. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you listen to records and get the same effect. It would work yeah. just as well.
2: No, I didn't know that composer was a job back then, but I guess I kind of did.
0: I didn't. I definitely didn't. I learned how to play. I learned how to play because I used to watch. My grandfather was a really good piano player, and mm. I used to watch him and I used to just sit there watching him. And one day, I was about six or seven years old, and he's like, You know, Vincent, one day, one day I'm going to teach you how to do this. And I'm like, Okay, cool. And one day he sat me in his lap. He goes, let's teach you the scales. Yay. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. (laughs) And it's really funny because (laughs) I I, I was like, I had (laughs) visions of playing like him. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one, three, two, one. And I'm like, all right. I got this nailed. I got this nailed. Okay, good. That's the scale. Now let's do the next one. What, 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 the next one? What? Yeah, okay. Alright. So he taught me all the scales and it was like, Alright, that's that's pretty much all we can teach. If you need lessons, we'll get you lessons. And it's like, oh. So what I would do is I would sit at his house and I'd watch him play, and then I would start I started learning how to play by ear because I really didn't my parents didn't have the money to get me lessons. Right. And to this day I can play the piano reasonably well. I can't read music to save my life. <laughs> like I've been in band, I play the sax. I played the clarinet, I played the flute, I played the piano, yeah. I did all this stuff. And if you ask me to read music, I'm the worst at reading music. Like I can, I can read it if I've heard it, but if I've never heard the song and you show me sheet music, I'm, I don't know what that is. Like I can estimate what the note is based on having heard it before, but that's yeah. as good as it gets for me.
2: <laughs> I mean, it seems fine
0: it works right like yeah I mean world. you can
2: you can just play it in and get the sheet music out of your software these days if you want to okay. share so it to funny someone you else say
0: that it's really funny you say that because when I got when I got old enough to really start to understand how computers work because everybody thinks when you're you're using computers you know you're gonna be a computer programmer right mm. that's that's just like oh you start using a computer but for me it was finding multimedia That was what was exciting to me, like bringing in audio and bringing in pictures, bringing in later on, bringing in video. And the first thing I discovered that really changed my world with computers, where I really started to love computers rather than just be interested in them, was Cakewalk. Okay. And when I discovered Cakewalk, it was like, this changes everything. Like I would play notes and then, like you said, I would play a song that I knew And then look on the screen and there's the sheet music. Yes. That was a (laughs) while ago
2: too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was, you know, I, I remember, you know, having to pull my joystick, my joystick out of my computer and plug into the game port to get MIDI through my sound blaster. And it's like, I I don't want to be one of those get off my lawn types. The kids today don't even understand how much of a pain in the butt that was, but I had it all working to the point where (laughs) in my room, my computer would play MIDI music, I would leave my keyboard hooked up next to my computer, and when I was playing a game, I would turn on my keyboard and let the MIDI play through my keyboard rather than the Sound Blaster because it sounded better. And I was like, I really am starting to understand this. Like, I love this. This is amazing to me. And that's what really ignited my love of computers way more than, like, programming and all that stuff. It's just not something I was ever really that interested in. But. What was your first what was your first experience with computer music i'm assuming I, I, i'm just going to work on the assumption you can tell me how old you are or not but i'm assuming yeah. we're roughly the same age give or take i'm 45.
2: uh give or take yeah okay yes so, my, yeah, so, so you... my my first computer was a uh, commodore 64. <laughs> mine hmm. too.
0: Mine was a big 20 actually oh <laughs> boy yeah, <woo>! <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Nothing like two old me. guys reminiscing about computers.
0: Uh, it had... yeah, You'd had, be surprised how much of a good reaction that gets when people go, yeah, my first computer was a Commodore 64. Yeah. I get more messages about that than anything most people ever say on this stuff <laughs> so,
2: Wow, a Commodore Yeah, 64. fair enough. No, it had, it had three oscillators on it that you could control. The um, famous SID chip, which was... Yeah.
0: People are still trying to replicate the sound you get out of a Commodore SID chip today.
2: yeah. Uh, I think you wow. can, you can buy, uh, uh, re- reproductions, like mm-hmm. new small reproductions that have like, you know, ethernet and stuff like it's that. It's
0: unbelievable. There's, there are SID based synthesizers out there now and it's just like, wow, you guys have really just flashed back to 1983 with a smile on your face. <laughs> hey,
2: 1983 is in. Have you heard the weekend lately?
0: <laughs> Dude. 1983. You're telling someone who literally a couple of months ago sat there and watched Knight Rider from one end to the other. Believe me, <laughs> I am all, I completely understand. That was my. That was my world. Like. I, uh, I don't want to talk about Night Rider anymore because people get annoyed. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Night Rider—I mean, you would probably appreciate this. Glenn Larson was, you know, at least partially responsible for that theme song. Like he was helping—he helped write that theme song. It wasn't completely composed without him. And you know, you, everybody knows him as you know the, this producer and director of these all these famous '80s TV shows and that iconic Night Rider song. Hmm. Was something that he helped come up with, you know, the the beat and the way it oscillated back and forth and all that. That was Glenn Larson's work. It's kind of amazing, actually. He was a true Renaissance man in a, in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, it certainly
2: worked for the show because that's that's what I remember about it. It's yeah. what
0: everyone remember. Everyone know. Even if you don't know Night Rider, you know that the opening riff of the theme song, like yeah. everyone just knows it. I remember the Commodore sixty four to get to do any kind of music with it. I remember there was a cartridge you plugged in the back <laughs> mm. and the the there was a demo song and I used to just obsess over the demo song and I, <laughs> and I can hear it in my head and I can hear that song in my head and I can actually hear because we didn't have the Commodore 64, my grandfather did. And I used to sit in his computer room, and I would put that song on over and over and over to
2: some MIDI Bach,
0: basically. And my grandmother would just—my grandmother at one point, I could hear it in my head. My grandmother just goes, "Jesus Christ, could you stop? You know it backwards and forwards enough already. I don't want to hear that stupid song anymore." i never learned how to play it but every time i hear that song i think of the um that cartridge i don't remember what the cartridge was called but i remember <laughs> but it was cool because you could record you could record music you re- and you, you could, could use record. Like the whole, yeah you could totally use the home row of keys to record music oh okay yeah And it was like g you would hit g was middle c and okay. if you're recording there was no like recording in real time. It was press a note and the screen would flash and it would record that note. And yes. press the next note and the screen would flash and it would be that note. And then you can play back your recording in real time, but you couldn't record as if you were playing. It was so limited, but it was so cool to sit there and one key at a time, key in a song, and then hear it play back. And it's like this is yeah. this is magical. <laughs> there's
2: still there's still people who do that. There's still like chip tune scenes out yeah. there. Mm-hmm those are
0: huge like, yeah there's so many popular songs that have been eight bitized and chip it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy
1: see i still remember yeah. sitting with my old nokia phone the early one and and having to hit the button combinations to program in uh ringtones kind of right. similar similar idea i remember <laughs> totally it was a it was idea. such a win when i figured out the indiana jones theme And I was pumped about that. Like I had that for about four or five years solid. And I was like, I did that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was an Italian kid that grew up in Brooklyn. For me, it was the Godfather theme. But yeah, Yeah, yeah. same feels. (laughs) Same feels. Right. Do you, do you, how do you, how do you contain your ideas? Like you're out and about, do you have like a notebook and, or do you like have like a piano app on your phone? Like do you, how do you, what's your like ideas library look like and what is your like idea sketch pad look like
2: uh i don't do anything like that wow uh really? <laughs> yeah I, i'm surprised
0: I, I, man you were blowing my mind today I, I didn't to tell you. anything like i'm trying to think like how would that even work so like i have a piano app on my phone that's really cool like it's it's you know yeah. reasonably good facsimile of a piano And it sounds reasonably good with headphones on, it's pretty tolerable. And if you have an, I've had, you know, think of a song you just bang it out real quick and hit record and then you can Mm. play it back later. But you don't do any of that.
2: I don't do any of that.
0: That's crazy.
2: No, I I usually sit down and I have a problem to solve Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, okay, let's try this melody. Let's try another one. Let's try another one. Gets closer. Determine like what's wrong about it. Oh, it sounds too much like this. Sounds too much like that. Fix it. Fix it. Revise. Revise, until you get to the the feeling that you're trying to get to. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you find your process is more on the keyboard or on the computer keyboard? Like, where do you tend to? Because I know, like, when I was, I remember using Cakewalk and later on GarageBand. A lot of the editing that I did, it wasn't replay this on the keyboard. It was, Oh no, it's on the screen. Let me drag these notes on the piano roll and that'll put it in the right spot and that'll be good enough. Like, how do you, how do you edit your stuff? Like does it, does it, do you redo it or do you sit there and tweak notes or Oh yeah,
2: I will. uh, Ah, ah, here we go. Um, so let's say we're doing, um, uh, something with like six instruments in it. Mm -hmm. So like, lay down the baseline first and then, you know, go through and add and add and, you know, just get that first eight or 16 bars. And so I can, you know, prove that this will work. Then go back, delete the baseline and do a better one that works better with those instruments. And then go to instrument number two and delete that one.
0: Hmm.
2: And after about two rounds of that, you can get a pretty good sound sounding uh, thing in, you know, 20 minutes.
0: Wow. That's that's that, that's not just that's not just a method though. That's got to require a certain. I'm mean, you know I'm not kissing your butt, but that's got to require quite a bit of actual talent, like natural talent and learned talent and experience to be able to do something like that. Because for most people, I mean, I'll just tell you, I've tried writing songs, and usually I get the first one out. I'm like, good enough. <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm not even going any further with this. There's no way in hell I can do better. So that's wow. So you you basically dissect it into tracks and then redo the tracks over and over until they're, you're happy with what you get
2: right until everything fits together and things yeah
0: do you find it hard to recapture like doing that so i i can imagine if you're doing something a couple of times do you find it hard to i mean i know you said doing 20 minutes so maybe not but do you find it hard to recapture a mood like is how important is that when you're composing or is it just you know it's a short enough time frame where it doesn't really matter much.
2: No, I mean okay, so the the hmm, the mood the mood is everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but you know when the mood is wrong. Mm-hmm. So you you just fix that part.
0: Okay. <laughs> like, I don't even <laughs> You know, I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. I like how you are basically tearing apart the mysticism of your processes, because for someone like me who's not a professional songwriter, who's only dabbled in writing songs and who plays a couple of instruments, it is really, really cool to hear you just like yeah there's no magic to it it's just process it's just process
2: it is it is, ju- it is just process you're absolutely right it's like if you understand the feeling that you're trying to get across mm-hmm. everything else is does it work yes no if no how
1: do we fix it okay <laughs> what's
0: not working fix that <laughs> what's not
1: working fix that right okay, okay. The uh, choose your so, own adventure approach to making music yeah really
0: I'm actually finding, so one of the things I found most interesting uh, when you said that you were, you know, you were a computer programmer and then you really started going full hard into music. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of overlap between computer programmers and people who are musical. In fact, almost everyone I know that's a computer programmer or a developer of some kind also plays an instrument i i don't know any computer developers and if anyone's listening correct me if i'm wrong if you're not one of them but i don't know any developers that aren't also that don't also play a musical instrument and my theory was always that especially if you play by ear it's almost mathematical like you know that you know you can kind of start to develop um a working knowledge of something that's a full step higher, a half step higher, a half step lower, a full step lower. And I think that that's something that, that you almost, it makes it formulaic, almost logical. Yeah. And I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. I know
2: plenty of computer programmers who have no music. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but I know also like famously in the, one of the '90s or early 2000s, Sun Microsystems just started hiring musicians and training them
1: mm-hmm. because the
2: overlap was so crazy good.
0: It does make sense. To, I mean, it just—I don't know why—it it, kind of makes sense to me because when you know somebody asked once ago, "How do you play by ear? Like, how does that work?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just kind of know. Like, your brain yeah. just gets accustomed to going. Oh, that's a—that's cu- this many notes higher, and right. like, you don't always nail it on the first try, but you get pretty close. Like, you know, if you said." You have one shot to get this song right. Here's the first note, here's the song. Yeah. I think most people that play an instrument can probably get close, reasonably close. Yeah. It's when you start getting into the, the nuances of something that's difficult, like when you add your left hand. <laughs> you know, which <laughs> chord is the right chord? Or yeah. you know, you think you're playing my grandfather, my favorite book that my grandfather had in the seat of his piano was called a fake book. <laughs> Yeah. And it was it was I don't know three or four hundred pages of music, but it was just the main line of the song. Yep, that's it. Everything else make it up as you go along, and no one's gonna know any better.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it also gives you the chords, sometimes the words.
0: Yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. words. Sometimes yeah, you'll get the words at his head. So his had the words, but never. I mean, just as far as chords, you'll get it on top, but there's no bass lines in that whole book. Like right. Right. And the first time I saw like a full arrangement of a song, I was like, what is this? Like, I, this isn't music. I remember the fake book. I didn't even know, I didn't know why it was called a fake book until I got old. I was like, oh, now it makes sense. So you play this, you can fake knowing any song. And he told me that he had gotten that song from a friend who used to play weddings. And it was like, cause somebody would come up and request a song and he would just flip to it in the book and it was yep. in there and you know, okay, well, here we go. We're just going to fake it now.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: It's literally the first example I think I ever knew of "fake it until you make it."
2: (laughs) Fake it (laughs) during making it. That's that's the whole point.
0: So one of the things that I've had to deal with a lot over the last few years is something called imposter syndrome, and I'm just wondering, Mm. do you ever? Because I, you have you have a very, I don't know, cavalier attitude, which I like. And I'm really feeling like I'm really digging this personality of yours. I'm wondering if do you have to deal with imposter syndrome as you go through your composing, or is it just like, nope, I'm here, I'm good, that's it.
2: I uh, I'm here. Do I think I'm good?
0: Oh, good. Boy. no, 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 bull, bull crap. You're good. <laughs> Get <Forget> that. <laughs> there. No, you're good. I'm not gonna I'm allow I'm popular.
2: That. I'm popular. That's different. Ooh,
0: ooh go
2: explain so i mean (laughs) if you're talking about like it's like can i like there's a lot that i can't do i cannot Mm -hmm. do jazz arrangement Mm -hmm. i am just now like learning how to do like serious orchestral arrangement Mm -hmm. um and wow when you learn that stuff your stuff gets better (laughs) which is amazing (laughs) it's so weird (laughs) um yeah and it's funny enough, like I'm learning it from like one of uh, I, I hired an assistant for a couple of projects, who like you know got a full ride to NYU, and just looking to pick up uh, arranging jobs, not a composer. Mm-hmm. But you give them, you know, you give them some stuff, and you're like, oh man, that sounds exactly like it should sound. This is so good, and yeah, no, I mean. What is the deal about imposter syndrome? Do I think? Do you, do you
0: feel it at all, or is it just? Is it just no? you, you No, know.
2: I I just sit in my living room and I don't interact with the world. So,
0: <laughs> come on, <laughs> where man. am I going to
2: get an imposter syndrome <laughs> from?
0: you I've never seen and I was I was looking because after you said you'd be on I'm like I, I wanted to I don't usually do this but you're the kind of guy where I was like I want to at least know because I want to see what you and I looked to see if you were on any other podcasts and I couldn't find other episodes or other people that had talked to you and I'm like I can't believe mm. nobody's thought to ask like it's just so weird to me
2: hmm that's, that's weird I, because I've been on a lot of podcasts I usually I, I was doing like two a month for a while there really yeah
0: Maybe my searching sucks. That is totally possible, by the well, way. And
2: also, I mean, this is all pre-COVID and uh, podcasts go up and podcasts go down. Oh, yeah. Right. They end and they are never seen again.
0: Mm. Yeah, that that is that is definitely a thing. You know, I have I, I always talk about the 20 episode rule. Mm. But it, it's basically, if you start a podcast and you make it 20 episodes, there's a good chance you're going to keep at it for a little while, because those, fir- those are the hardest episodes to get through when you're working your butt off and no one's listening. And if you get right. through those episodes, then everything's going to be fine after that, so...
2: Yeah, uh, I don't think I hit 20 episodes with my composer ish podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, never so. you never There's know, you know,
0: strange times and people are you, you are you promote you don't promote yourself very hard on your website, your website is your, your website no. is your promotion, right? You, know, you don't say like, Hey, I take commissions, contact me here, right? You know, you're more of a like, yeah, you know, if you have something, contact me and let's see if we can work it out. I, I find right. that interesting. Do you have enough? Does the, where does the work come to you from? Like, do you have an agent or is it just, you know, nope. so people just find you,
2: I guess. <laughs> It's incredible. I'm doing everything what are you wrong. Doing wrong. I'm that's- doing everything wrong, right? <laughs> are you? I'm not, I'm not signed up to any collecting rights organizations.
0: Mm-hmm. I they have, probably you know, hate your guts anyway, but I do- <laughs> <laughs> <They> <laughs> probably,
2: <laughs> like, probably wouldn't like you very much, to be honest with you. You know what? They still have to collect. I, I still get money somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I was. They gonna, still. Look, there's a bunch of like in Germany, you cannot give away your music for free. Like oh. they're legally
1: obligated to collect everything for you. Hmm. I well, I was not going to ask about that because in the, in the photography space, which is uh, another one of my things I do, I, I know in recent years, there's been this huge, um, kind of a, kind of an uproar and split that's happened. There's services out there like unsplash and places like that, where photographers are submitting their work giving away their photographs for free people can use them for whatever they want there's some issues with that in the sense that if you're taking photos of people and throwing them up there you still legally need to have a release from that person to use it commercially but that aside i know the working photographers the people you know shooting these gigs for magazines or whatever it is they're very much opposed to someone just giving it away for free from the idea that it devalues the whole marketplace. So I've been kind of thinking about a way to, to ask this without, I don't want to sound uh, insensitive or anything, but how, what kind of backlash do you face on your front from the musicians and artists out there that are looking at it saying, well, Hey, you know, you're giving all this away for free, but that's how we make our living. So, you know, you're, you're devaluing that. What do you run into in terms of backlash on that front? I mean,
2: it happens rarely that i'll run I'll run into backlash uh on that. most people are just confused by me, and since like a very few other composers are working in this field I don't right. know what am i what am I doing mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I really really because you can't compete with free right right and, right um and there's a, there's a lot of people out there who are close uh you know they'll you know you know give me five bucks and'll I'll give you this whole download thing, mm-hmm. or you know you have to register to my newsletter in order to get access to it you have to sure. give up some information, and every one of those steps you're going to lose half the people okay at least and so it's like they're trying to do it, but they You got it wrong
0: Mm -hmm. Um, because they're not really committed to doing it and just look they want to look like they're doing it uh, because I do see that a lot like it's it's almost like a virtue signal like oh no look I'm giving this away yeah but you have to give away your life to get to it but I'm giving it away
2: right uh Mm -hmm. yeah I really yeah I mean, I, I used to do computer user, uh, computer user interface. Mm-hmm. I know how people click on things. Mm-hmm. And they don't. <laughs> like, they don't. Right. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> click
0: my link. No. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it's got to be there. It's got to be, like, downloadable. You can't have to register and, like, confirm your email address. It's got to be just do it.
0: You, and, and you do make li- one of the things you did do that was smart though and it really is impress your standard license is very easy to get like if somebody really oh wants, yeah really wants to properly license your stuff there's no agency to go through it's just hey here it is how many are you licensing here's the cost like I almost feel like that alone makes people more willing to just throw you a few bucks and go, yep, I'm, I can do this legitimately, yep. be above board. Honestly, I think that's, you know, I know you giving it away for free obviously encourages a lot of people to use your stuff, but I think the the main thing, especially in the way that social media and podcasts are made now, the reason people use your stuff is because you make it easy to use legally there's no hard to understand license all you ask for is a credit and the credit is simple to understand it's three lines put it in your work call it a day you know that's why i've been using your stuff for so long and sometimes i'll be honest with you i i do what you say i put the license on the stuff when i use it and sometimes i still feel guilty It's like god i should be just throwing money at this guy like oh no wait a minute you actually put the (sighs) every time Every time, in fact, every episode of this podcast that had your song as the theme song, which by the way it wasn't Motherlode, Motherlode, I used on a different. It was um, Motherlode. We used on another podcast. It was. um, Damn it, I'll think of it. But yeah, every single time I've ever used one of your songs, I've licensed it exactly because I would never want to cross you. Because I think what you provide is too valuable to not do that. Honestly, I just out of respect for how much I've gotten from what you've given us over the years. It almost would feel like a scumbag move to go. He wants three lines of text in my show notes. Hell no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thank you for those lines of text in your show notes, because let me tell you, uh, I think more people use it without credit than use it with credit.
0: Okay. So I was, that was literally the last thing I wanted to talk to you about. So, because I was, that's why I was leading into how easy you make it. I was wondering it because you said people don't click and I agree. People don't click. So Do you actually find your stuff used in things completely uncredited and absolutely piss you off because you don't even make you do you? Here it is free. Just say thank you.
2: Yeah, no. (laughs) You know what? You know what the big thank you is. Hmm. You could have taken music from anywhere. You used my music. (laughs) You could have stolen
0: from any number. Literally, you stole from me.
2: (laughs) You could stolen from Bieber. (laughs) You picked me. It's, I do not feel bad about that at all. I get a lot, I get, well, not, not a lot, but like sometimes I'll get like snitch email.
0: Oh, really?
2: Like somebody will like go onto YouTube and they'll find somebody that they like, they disagree with politically or something and oh, send me an yeah. email to It's like, do okay. you know that they're using your music without crediting you? And, I, and then I just go like, yeah, no, they bought a license. It's fine. I mean, I don't even look it up. I just tell them that they have a license to do it without credits.
0: You know how deflating that is. Like the person sought you out to rat on somebody, and you yeah. just go, "Yeah, I don't care." Yeah, license.
2: <laughs> I just straight up lied to them.
0: Oh my god, that's awesome. So I know basically to never report someone to you. Okay, that's good. That's good. We're getting we're getting somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, it was motherload that was used on um, Fortune Fire. Um, okay.
2: I don't, I don't know what that sounds like.
0: Oh, um, I, you know, it's funny. I can't play sounds on here yet because I haven't hooked up all my new equipment that I've bought. Okay. But, yeah. Nowhere land, Nowhere land. is the one that we used on this show, which is, I, I was actually going to ask that because I got to be honest with you. There's a lot of times where I know not only that it's one of yours, but I know your name, the names of your songs. Cause I've looked through your catalog for songs so many times. Mm-hmm. Do you, keep track of them at all or like you probably know a few but do you know the names of stuff or it's like no but if i heard it i'd tell you it's mine
2: i can yeah i can often tell you if it's mine mm-hmm. just because of my mixing style oh. um but yeah no i i don't know i don't know the names of these pieces i mean there's thousands of them mm-hmm And And I don't, again, I don't care about all of them. I usually write a piece of music because I'm angry at some other piece of music.
0: Have you ever had, have you ever had someone come back to you and say, I love this one so much. I use it all the time. It's fantastic. And you go, wow. Okay. I didn't expect that. Like, has that ever, have you ever gotten like one of those really crazy emails where someone's just like, dude, this is a great song. Like I love this song.
2: Oh, absolutely. That's fantastic. No, I really do. I really do. And some of them are, really crazy it's like you know thank you like thank you so much your relaxing music has helped me deal with my younger brother's death and you know just beautiful stories about and yeah that's that's why music works that's how music works
0: that's what that's what sharing art is right it goes back to what you said earlier it's like you know you can't you know art doesn't have any impact if you don't share it with anybody right wow i had a feeling i know music it's weird because music kind of hits people on a different level from the other arts like music just oh
2: it is straight up mean what you can do to people's emotions with music (laughs) straight up because you can't ignore it Mm -hmm. it's it is straight up mean (laughs) like you can make people feel awful or it's 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 really a kind of a power trip
0: Do you find, do you find you have a best like composing mood? Like I know, like I had a friend, I had a friend who was in um, a metal band, a garage band, but a metal band. And he played, he played bass and he said, I always play bass better when I'm really pissed off, like pissed off, like super, super pissed off. And then my, I feel like my playing is just more aggressive and on point. And like, do you find, do you have like a, Best composing slash playing mood, or no?
2: Well, it depends on what we're writing, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do do you have to psych yourself up for it, or is it just yeah? I I
2: really do, and uh, like I set up my my entire uh, like work area. Like I I say, that lighting is one of like the most important things in a studio.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, I have I have a lot of lights that are you know all you know Philips hue lgb uh, uh, rgb my
0: whole house is my whole house is hue bulbs dude um, i totally understand
2: yeah and before that before hue came out i used to have a uh, a lighting board with like par cans in my in my studio space mm-hmm. and i would like pick out different gels and like mix them up to get the right feel coming in because you have to do so much, you have to go so far beyond the emotion you're having to get other people to understand the emotion that you're having.
0: Oh, wow, okay.
2: So yeah, no, I do, I do a lot with lighting. Um, there's new. No, yeah, I guess if I wanted to do angry stuff, I would have to get real angry. And oh, this is why I hate doing horror music. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, i will do it but after like you're literally making music which is designed to be deeply disturbing
0: mm-hmm.
2: after six hours of that you're <laughs> emotionally just ruined
0: just wrecked the- it's it's interesting because it's interesting you say that because there's a there's a weird trend, there's a weird trend now in a lot of videos where they used what I could only describe as a warped record effect where the music is really discordant. Yeah. And it it annoys me but on a level that I can't even explain. It drives <laughs> my wife crazy. Like it makes her <laughs> nauseous. And it's yeah. just, she says it's like torture because every time she hears it, she almost feels like she's seasick when she yeah. hears something that's really, really discordant. So it's funny you say that because that totally is what happens to her with that. And it's such a random thing. Like I can hear it and go, that just sounds off, you know, Yeah. but it's not off. It's what they wanted you to hear. And yet here she is, you know, basically holding in a hurl sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I am amazed at how, you know, there were, there are times where you, you know, you break up with someone or someone dies and you want to listen to sad music. And it's like, it's funny how, when you're in that mood, you would think that, Oh no, I want to get out of this mood. But some people just want to live in that mood for a little while.
1: yeah
0: And the music starts to reflect that. And you can Mm -hmm. always kind of find a song or find a playlist, especially with Spotify, which is somehow a mind reader. Oh, you like this slit your wrist songs? Here's 50 more. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see you tomorrow, you know? <laughs> wow.
1: Hopefully we'll see you tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and listen to more because, you know, that's how we stay in business.
2: Yeah. We... So, and here's yeah. an ad for a suicide prevention hotline.
0: <laughs> 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 you know, I almost feel like certain artists, like um, – it's very funny. I, um, again, I'll mention my wife just because, you know, I there was a period of my life where I was listening to Sarah McLachlan constantly. I don't know why, it just I, I like her. I like her music. And it was just when you're in a mood and you're listening to moody music, it just kind of fits. No. And she just started calling her suicidal Sarah. So now that's every time <laughs> I see Sarah McLachlan, I see suicidal Sarah. And it's
1: like, okay, oh, man. I can't
0: unsee that now. Thank you. And You know now if I want to be sad, I know what to listen to (laughs) Uh, We we usually this is around the time where we usually do our things of the week and since Kevin you are our guest um, What would be your thing of the week? So
2: I went and uh, tried to listen to uh, some other podcasts and uh, I I failed so I don't exactly know what thing of the week Means I was hoping to go third
1: (laughs)
0: but. Eh, you know, what? it's anything that has your interest at this point in your life, or your and- week, or your day, whatever. We've had everything from Ootz cheese balls to transcendental meditation as a thing of the week. So it runs a gamut.
2: <laughs> My thing of the week for people who are making stuff is a, it's a piece of software. It's it is well known. It's called Logic. It is two hundred dollars. Oh, it's,
0: it's wonderful.
2: It is. It is the best deal in music because there's a lot of people. It's like, oh, you know, I want to do, you know, I'll do the free stuff. I'll get the, you know, I'll get the free plugins and it takes so long to get going. Just the reverb units in Logic are worth $200. Mm -hmm. Just the, I mean, honestly, just that Hammond B3 organ sample, if you're ever using that, is worth $200.
0: Just the loops. The Mac does sound processing in a weird way that just makes it amazing for music. It really does. It is amazing for music in general. So yeah. And because, like, if you go with another, if you
2: can go with another one, you know, you've got to, you've got to buy all your reverb. You got to buy your Uh delay and your compression stuff. And you know, suddenly your free software is costing you three thousand dollars, or you're on a monthly subscription. And this Uh is it's. It's mind blowing because they used to they used to charge like fifteen hundred dollars for yep. this back in the day That's and it did nothing it. <laughs> comparatively. And now it's like, nope, two
0: hundred bucks. Yep. And Use lifetime it. updates. And lifetime updates. Yep. yep.
1: That kind of reminds me of like the Da Vinci resolve of the music software world. From what you're saying, uh-huh. I, I'm a, I'm a windows guy, so I'm not, I, I know of logic, but I've never used it. So oh, it's
0: wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> what makes logic so good. What makes makes logic so good is if you're familiar or conversant in GarageBand for the Mac, for Mac OS, mm-hmm. it's a very short leap to logic. Like mm. you will get, you will have the basics down the first time you use the program. Yeah. It is a really, really intuitive program. If, mm. if you understand GarageBand you already speak logic it's i agree by the way that's a good one i haven't thought about logic in a really long time i mean but... and
2: if you're really good at pro tools mm. you're good at logic cool. i've never <laughs> used pro tools actually. you can come from anywhere
0: i that's that's interesting pro tools that's a name i haven't heard in a really long time yeah well i mean logic's
2: real good but i yeah. mean if you if you're dealing with somebody who has a um what like a, an avid workflow mm-hmm. as opposed to a final cut workflow mm-hmm. yeah pro, pro tools is just you it works so much better
0: yeah yeah logic is i i really like logic as a pick that's a that's a good one and i remember back in the day that the other software the, there was another program called reason mm-hmm. Yep. I don't remember what reason did. I don't remember why it was different from logic, but I do remember a program. Hmm. I remember the two of them together and I'm like, that's a kind of a cool, like pairing logic and reason. Right. Uh, I think reason came out, at, was, you know what? I'm not
2: going to speculate on this. I'm just going <laughs> to sound like an idiot. Uh, I, I've, never, know, I've never used it, but I know I've had roommates that used I, it.
0: I remember, I just remembered reason. I think reason was more of like a sequencer. Mm, and Logic be. was more of like um like a track editor and for like actual composing music I think yeah um oh, okay cool yeah now
2: yeah. Logic does loop based projects as well as you know straight linear projects so if you're into that sort of FL Studio workflow it does all that it's ridiculous
0: by the way that is what it is that is what it is and you can get Reason as a plugin for Logic so okay. okay yeah. yeah. Whew starting to show my age a little bit but okay um yeah good one logic is a good pick man yeah i i think if you have a mac and you're into making music then and you feel like garage band you're hitting the wall with garage band logic is definitely a a good upgrade to make right Um, right dave thing of the week my friend
1: well i i was telling you about a little bit pre-show and was thinking about it it's actually kind of fitting because it's very uh very musical but it's a podcast, an audio fiction podcast, and when I first heard about this, a friend told me, and I thought, eh, what is this? <laughs> they, they described it as an audio fiction, true crime documentary style musical in podcast form. And I thought, now, combo. wait a minute, this, I don't know, and its it's only five episodes long. And they tell the story, and I, so I gave it a listen over the weekend, and I've got to say, it blew my mind. It was so incredibly good. The podcast is called In Strange Woods, um, and I, Vincent, I sent you the link on that, so you can link it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole thing is just so. I mean, it's like watching a you know an animated you are know, not not animated, but like a, a Disney musical, but with a very adult themed story that's you know dealing with with topics of like grief and adolescence and upbringing and uh, of course it helped that it's all set in a fictional sleepy northern minnesota town that's uh the backdrop for all this in the wilderness which was extra appealing for me being that's where i am um but it it just was so well done well produced and honestly they put out the whole i think the 6th episode in the podcast it's only 5 episodes long The sixth episode, they announced that they released the basically the soundtrack, the cast album to this thing, Um, because the songs are just really well done, and the way they're produced and tied together with like the narrative documentary style and just the emotional story beats and everything else, I I was telling you, Vince and I, uh, ahead of the show, it's the first time I've had a podcast that, in this way, when we're talking about the music doing those emotional things, they used it so wonderfully where... I mean it just tugs you you know up and down excited hopeful uh, just completely heartbroken and sad and you're driving around listening to it and you got tears in your eyes. You're like, what's going on again? It's, it's one of those sounds experiences. sounds like the
2: spiritual successor to Cop Rock. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: and yes,
0: it a Cop Rock reference. This is the <laughs> right. best episode ever.
1: <laughs> right, but if, if you're looking for something a little different, it's only five episodes, so it's not a huge commitment. It's not like 15 seasons of this long, drawn-out thing. There, there are five super well-produced episodes uh, of this show called In Strange Woods that I think if you like audio fiction and, and good music and, and musicals and things like that, give it a listen. It's well worth it. It's, it's just a ton of fun. All right. I'm
0: sold. I, I, I'm sold. I will check this out. <laughs> I, I will check it out. Against my better judgment, I will check this out. <laughs> this is so outside of my wheelhouse, but I'm still going to check it out. Um, yeah. I'll have the link to that, obviously, in the show notes. I have two things of the week this week. Really, one is a, a, a mini thing of the week, and then my my main thing of the week, because my main thing of the week is epic. But my, my mini thing of the week, so I've mentioned her before on this podcast, my good friend Ariel, a.k.a. the Bubbly Homemaker. She is just one of – When you when you talk about good people, she is good people, one of the best and she's a good friend of mine and I really want to help her out. So she's been doing these um, little bows. Um, I'm actually going to throw a link in the chat so you guys can see it, too. She's been hand scrolling these little bows for kids hair and they are they look like traditional bows, but they're made out of wood and they're not made with a laser or a cnc she makes them by hand with a scroll saw wraps the ribbon by hand and glues it and puts a pin on the back of it um does the whole thing by hand and she's starting to sell these so if you have a you know a little girl in your life or if you are a little girl at heart and you know you want to help out a friend of this show a very good friend of this show like i always like i've said on my stories and like i'll say here I would take it as a personal favor if you looked at what she has to offer and hit her up if you'd like to order one, because I think she'd be more than happy to sell out of them. So that's my mini pick, of, my mini thing of the week. My thing of the week, though, is something I've mentioned on this podcast before, but it's starting to wind down. So I wanted to just mention it again, because it's still amazingly cool. Um, the YouTuber known as 10 hundred has been doing, he started what is called, being called the largest art collaboration on YouTube. And he started it and a bunch of artists have had this one piece passed from artist to artist to artist to artist. And it finally made its way back to 100 this past weekend. And it's not over yet because he just got in touch with Bobby Duke to do a hand-carved frame for it. So I would highly recommend and I've been doing this. Um, I only knew of one of the people in the collab two of the people in the collab, I only know one of them um, on more than a tangential level this is just one of the greatest projects ever. And I ended up finding so many great new people to watch on YouTube, so many talented artists and so many people with skills that I will never have, nor do I need to have to be happy, but I love watching talented people do their things. So start with 10 hundred. I'll put the link to the first video for the collab in the show notes. What I would recommend you do is do what I did as they introduced the next person in the collab follow that person and start following their work because they're all such talented people they all deserve a look if you've not heard of any of them yet so those are my things of the week and i hope you actually enjoy them what kind of
2: art is this that's been being sent around
0: so it's a so it's a piece of it's like a plywood frame with a wood surface okay he prepped and then everyone is doing various forms of painting on it okay and and it is absolutely just mind-blowing the final piece oh and the other cool thing is there's going to be when it's finally done he's going to they're going to auction the main one off which i'm terrified at how much it's going to go for so i'm not going to even attempt to try to bid on that however they are also going to do prints that they're going to donate the proceeds to charity for so when you see this thing you're going to want to print it's so freaking crazy it's just it's unbelievable it's uh, more talented people than you could ever fit in one room doing one huge project that is absolutely spectacular. So I will um, – I, I, let me see if I can – let me see if he's got it on his feed, on Instagram, and no, he doesn't have the full picture. I'll find a picture of it to show you guys. But that's the problem. Like nobody's really posted the actual work yet. just there's this knowledge that it's out there and if you see his youtube feed you'll see it but i'll show you guys a link to it afterwards and you guys cool cool nice um you know who else we love and who does great things the people who support this show financially and those people include leanne and nick from hemlock and hide dave from atomic airship works emily joyce ed from ed's clocks and more rory from RLL woodworks chris from full steam designs jeff stein aka a weird guy Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from imakejake.com, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler, Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Otherwise known as Maker Mackey and from Clamp and Kim and Garrett. If you would like to donate to the show, you could do so at because uh, I did it again. I do it every week now. You could donate to the show at <laughs> buymeacoffee.com/slash because we make. If you can't support the show financially, we still appreciate it when you share the show, listen to the show, tell someone about the show. Every little bit helps, and we appreciate all of it. Probably next week or the week after, we are going to move some people into an alumni section. You'll still be credited on the website, but I'm only going to read you off if you're a member. So if you bought coffees but you're not a member, um, you can head back to buy me a coffee and switch from switch to a membership, and you can keep getting your name mentioned. If not, that's cool too, but it's the list is getting longer, and it's getting harder and harder to read every week because <laughs> I'm not that competent. Kevin, yeah, nice. i hardly know what to say man i'm so honored that you gave us so much of your time i'm so so blown away that you actually wanted to talk to me and dave and it's just been awesome getting to talk to you and i feel like i said i feel like a legend is in the room with me and i i almost fanboyed a little bit i tried to reel it in I hope <laughs> I didn't embarrass myself in any way but it really is awesome to speak to you and just from the bottom of my heart there's a lot of things I've done on the internet over the past 15 years or so that I feel like you've enabled. And I could not have done some of the things I've done without you and your service and what you've provided to us. And I, <laughs> hope, I hope I can thank you a thousand times over over the next <laughs> few years, but I really do appreciate it. Oh. And I think speak for a lot of people and I say we really re- appreciate
2: oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. No, that... <sighs> Th- thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I assume there's a lot of people out there like that, and uh, and but yeah, I it, I, don't, I don't get to hear it very often. So thank you, I really appreciate that.
0: You've enabled a level of creativity that the average person didn't have access to, man, and it yeah. it really is it's it's mind blowing that you've been able to do it for this long, and I, I mm. hope you're able to do it for a long, long time to come. And I hope that people are doing the right thing by you because you've done the right thing by the community for a really long time. And it's absolutely wonderful. And yep. greatly App, appreciated. You,
2: yes, no, I, I am doing fine. I have no, <laughs> no, no uh, <laughs> threats of uh, stopping doing this. And
0: yeah, I mean, it's,
2: I don't know. Can I talk a little more?
0: Of course. But like, I'll stay here all night if you want to talk. I just told you how you're a legend to me. I'm not going to cut you off, bro. Go for
2: it. No, but there's been this whole like long-term trust thing Mm -hmm. that's been going on. And people know that, you know, that I'm not going to claim their videos. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to sue them. And that's, it's really been useful to have that um sort of thing whereas you know any like startup you know pay for music service it's like well there's no guarantee it's still going to be there 10 years from now and the rights might go to somebody else and Mm -hmm. so yeah interesting interesting it's Mm.
0: absolutely phenomenal what you've done and like i said you've enabled creativity and enabled people to do something legally that there is no way to do otherwise. Like, right. you yeah, know, it's just
2: Everyone Again. should share everything with everyone all the time. Can we just <laughs> do that?
0: Can we just all do that? Just share the things. Share the things. doesn't mean you can't make money off it. Just share some of the stuff. Share, <laughs> yes. people. Believe
2: me, people will give you money if it's cool enough. <laughs> As
0: evidenced by the number of people that donate to this podcast. For some there you reason, go. they think we're worth it, and they donate to it. So mm. I am not complaining.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um,
0: what is, just one last question that I wanted, I, we used to ask this of every guest as they came in um, and I haven't asked it in a while, but I'm curious to see, and I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say, but I would like to hear your answer anyway. What does fulfillment look like for Kevin McLeod?
2: Oh, disaster. That looks like disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> The moment that I'm fulfilled, I stop doing things. Yeah. Mm. Like I do, I do not want that.
1: Yeah. So the old be
0: be content, but never be satisfied. Uh, I don't even know about content. <laughs> to be pissed off, always be pissed off. Just yes, find
2: a way to be pissed off at something. You know, watch a YouTube video. I'm like, oh my god, this music sucks. <laughs> oh well, I haven't done any music. Okay, I'll, I will write music and then send it off to that people to those people, and then they can use it for their next video. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, find yeah. things that suck and fix them. Huh?
0: That's good advice, actually. Yeah. I, I that's mean, a, that's a great spot to leave neighbors
2: also- lawn, getting a little long
0: bring out your lawnmower just fix it, fix it, fix it. <laughs> stop complaining about problems and start fixing them right <laughs> yeah that's great advice also before we before we bug out of here i do want to say dave thank you so much for filling in tonight while Ethan oh. is in rwanda i really do appreciate that
1: <laughs> my pleasure
0: um, i'm sure he'll appreciate hearing your voice and just for those of you that aren't in on the gag dave will be back on episode 125 which if my calculations are correct are going to be the week of Thanksgiving again right. so I get to cry on the podcast again <laughs> which is going to be a real treat just like somehow the math worked out where he ended up on a episode around Thanksgiving two years in a row so well Thank you for thank you for being on everybody, and thank you for listening. If you've listened this long, you are amazing, and we really appreciate it. We will be back again next week. We have guests lined up almost to the end of September, so like I always say, um, well, maybe with the exception of Labor Day, you don't have to hear just Ethan and I rambling about things. We do have guests and have other people to talk to. But to find out who's next, you're going to have to listen next week. And until then, have a great week, everybody.